God told me this movie will write itself Spread love, be wise and let foolery fight itself Cause it's a war going on outside On the corner, it's a war On your TV screen every morning Not the war with the bombs and the helicopters swarming But the war for your soul That's what everyone's ignoring It's a war going on Yeah, it's a war going on Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pursuit of Truth Podcast. My name is Will. I'm your host. Today's date is September 30th, 2021. This is going to be episode 99. It's going to be called Continue to Persevere. You are the driving force. So thank you so much for joining me today. This is our last segment of the week. Um, but I'm thinking about uploading some things on Sunday. It's pretty much uh, it's not going to be me talking much. I'm really pretty going to be, uh, pretty much going to be uploading uh, Pastor Perry Stone. Uh, has some things, uh, some has some very important things. I think that you should hear about, uh, like revelation and things like that, because that's the type of stuff that the average church is not talking about. It, you know, the average pastor and the average church is—it's not wrong, but they're just—they're not giving you the meaning of revelation. So, pretty much, in in a general sense, most people who most Christians are just left to just, uh, I guess see revelation in the back of the bible see all the symbolism not totally know what it means and then i feel like a lot of pastors and churches will shy away from revelation i but i think that revelation should be uh taught just like any other section of the bible because there's so much to be taught so much to be learned from the bible uh, but, but i just think that uh, pastor perry stone is going to lay it out really really well for you uh that there's that and then i'm, I'm actually going to have uh some episodes when he talks about um talks about the flood and noah and some very very uh it talks about the giants and the nephilim and things like that some very very uh eye-opening things you know so uh that i i was actually listening to it last night and i was actually pretty astounded by it uh so yeah you know still gotta learn something gotta learn something every single day but yeah so i want you all to know that uh continue pushing on because we're gonna win okay uh we're not gonna lose this is this is not gonna go like the usual history okay we're gonna win and we're gonna push them back and we have to things that we have to make sure that this never ever happens again and how do we do that we do that by allowing the people to see what's going on think about it four years ago or three even three years ago even a year ago your friend some of your friends and family they didn't get it we could you couldn't sit here and tell them that about the fractional reserve banking and what people have been doing what the government's been doing all they saw was Trump, 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 and the mainstream media. Well, the thing is that reality was actually the opposite of what they thought it was. And the only way to show them the truth is to let, allow them to experience this stuff. So you ha they have to experience inflation in the economy. They have to experience the tyranny that the enemy is putting out with COVID mandates and vaccine mandates and things like that. They have to experience this stuff, okay? Their gas prices are going up. They don't want to take the COVID shot, but they have to. Afghanistan is a mess. Israel's a mess. Everything is a mess right now. The border is a mess. Pe the people have to see this. And you're seeing FJB chants everywhere. On SportsCenter, I think on Saturday, last Saturday, they were having, you know how they have college football games on Saturdays. And there were a lot of people. You can hear the commentators were talking at their round table. And you could hear people in the back screaming FJB. Okay, so it was it was really, really crazy. This stuff is picking up steam. Um, just don't let the media fool you. Don't let social media fool you because you have to remember that Fox, CNN, Twitter, Facebook and all of them. 
and Hollywood, they're all a part of the same enemy. They're all a part of it. Okay, They're all complicit in this scheme here that they're trying to pull. But what you're seeing is you have you have some celebrities like Kevin Sorbo, Nicki Minaj, and even Rihanna are now have been red pilled. Okay, they've been red pilled to the truth, and they're seeing the stuff. And then these are people with millions and millions of followers, their platforms and things like that. Nicki Minaj, she did her Instagram live, and she had three million people watching it. That they were listening to it, and she was saying that the United States has become a place where you can't say the things that you want, and that in history, other places like Nazi Germany became that place. And it's scary how the United States has now become that place. We even saw a lieutenant colonel get jailed for criticizing Joe Biden's Afghanistan withdrawal. And Joe Biden lied about the recommendations of the generals. General Mark Milley and another general, I forget his name, but they testified under oath. They testified to Congress under oath and, you know, lying to Congress. Perjury is a felony, right? And so they testified under oath to Congress that they did recommend that Joe Biden leave a fighting force of American soldiers in Afghanistan. And Joe Biden gets on the podium and says that they did not recommend it or an inter- it was an interview with somebody. Joe Biden says that they did not recommend it. So these are the things that people are seeing. OK, and so the Biden administration, along with the central bank, is trying to convince people that the infrastructure bill, which has nothing to do with the infrastructure, will cost zero. As you saw, if you listen to my previous episode, I played the clip for you. I might even play it again. The central bank lied. They lied again. And people, you know, it's no surprise to anybody. Inflation is not transitory, but it's it's only heating up. Okay, we're seeing it more and more. So Trump was actually right about that. Trump did say, hey, we're going to have inflation. Gas is going to go up. He was right about that. Okay, like him or not, he was right about that. So this cover-up by the enemy is in the work. Okay, the supply chain, fuel, and power issues are all on the rise. We're seeing more and more of that. And the deep state, the enemy, is doing everything that they can to get this situation under control or even distract us from the truth. The more they push, the more the people are pushing back. You know, like you're seeing New York City, Mayor Bill de Blasio puts a vaccine mandate, lawsuit comes out. Okay, Joe Biden does a federal mandate for businesses with 100 employees or more pushback and they even lie they said that osha made those rules but they lied the white house lied about that osha didn't it did not have the legal ability to enforce that stuff so the, these rules aren't a thing and then you have congress didn't even pass a law and these people are trying to say that mandates like what is it in the united states what is a mandate that isn't it, it's fiat it's it's really executive fiat that's what the what's what they're doing so the enemy is in the process of creating events that are going to distract people from what's really coming. Okay. The indictments and the prosecution of these criminals are, is what's coming. Okay. And more and more audits, more and more states are conducting audits. I know Matt DiPerno of Michigan had been talking about audits for a long time. We just saw the Maricopa audit come out and John Durham did issue the first indictment of uh, Michael Sussman from Perkins Coie, the law firm that was hired to get the dirt on Trump that was uh, falsified. So Hillary Clinton paid for falsities on Donald Trump and Perkins Coie was hired to give her that information through the MI6 agent. The MI6 is pretty much the Secret Service of uh, Britain. So the MI6 used their agent, Christopher Steele, to help get that, the false Russia dossier on Donald Trump. So you got to think about this stuff. We have people in the government and even outside of the government 
who have conspired with foreign governments to flip our elections and do the Great Reset with globalism and the New World Order, all right, conspiring against the people of the United States. That would be treason. That would mean that they are enemy combatants. And what entity in the United States deals with enemy combatants? Enemy combatants. It is the United States military. Aiding and abetting the enemy would make you an enemy combatant. That is treason. You are an enemy of the United States. The military deals with enemy combatants. And you have to remember Guantanamo Bay, Gitmo. What is the military doing over there? The military is building courts, courthouses, military courthouses. During Donald Trump's presidency, Guantanamo Bay tripled in size. Joe Biden is right now, he wants to shut down Guantanamo Bay. Obama was trying to shut down Guantanamo Bay. Joe Biden has said that he wants to try, he's trying to, the Biden administration said that they were trying to stop the Navy from building more courthouses on Guantanamo Bay because those are used for military tribunals that enemy combatants are tried in military tribunals in Guantanamo Bay. Joe Biden has been trying to stop that, but they don't, they can't stop it. Why is that? In my opinion, I, I personally think that the United States military is acting on its own in that regard because they recognize that there are enemy combatants that China and other countries installed a foreign power into the White House. Because you have to remember, the United States Space Force was created by Donald Trump. And what do they do? They deal in cyber security. That is what they do. And he built, he, he got it done before the 2020 election. And so I think that he saw what happened in the 2018 election and prepared what would happen. Because you have to remember, in September of 2018, a couple months before that 2018 election, there was an executive order that came out as, an, as a notification, notification that came to people's phones. I think it might have been September 18th or something like that. It talked about what the United States would do in, in the event of a foreign power interfering in our elections. Now, why would that happen right before the election? Hmm? You have to think that Trump probably knew something that we didn't. All right. And so we, we've seen the Biden administration trying to pass these ridiculous $3.5 trillion spending bills. And they're saying that it costs absolutely $0. Okay. So Jen Psaki is claiming that it is unfair and absurd for businesses to raise prices if the Biden administration raises corporate taxes, okay? She's out of touch with reality because think about it. If the Biden administration raises corporate taxes, businesses will have to pay more in corporate taxes, which means that their workers will get paid less, okay? And they, then, then if they don't raise prices, they'll have, they'll have less money after they pay for the same amount of, of goods and services that come into their company and come into their warehouses so that they can serve the customer. So if the production and getting of the materials, if the gathering of the materials costs more and you have to still have to pay your workers, the price on the consumer's end is going to go up in this while our dollars inflate. This is the hidden tax that they do to us. This is what they do to us. This is, inflation is pretty much basically a tax on the American people. They tax us more and more and more, print more of our dollars so that our dollars are worth less and we have to do the same amount of work for less money. Look at our gas prices. Now, my notes say, for several days now, the Biden administration has been pushing the absurd claim that its $3.5 trillion spending bill actually costs $0. They argue that the tax increases will offset the spending. Absolutely not. That is absolutely 
sophistry okay it's it's totally counterintuitive and it's totally illogical now biden has not promised to raise taxes on american households earning less than four hundred thousand dollars but as a reporter noted in questioning jen Psaki during monday's white house press briefing analysis from the joint committee on taxation 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 excuse me says the spending bill will result in increase in tax increases for more than 16 percent of taxpayers Guess what? If you elect me, I'm not going to have you. Your taxes are going to be raised, not cut. When asked whether Biden would seek changes to the spending bill to maintain his promise, Saki noted how terrible the White House thinks it is for corporations to offset government imposed tax increases by raising prices to cover the difference. This comes from theblaze.com. Okay. And so now from fortune.com, they're saying that Bitcoin is the currency of the all right. <laughs> okay. I'll give you the rundown. Okay, so pretty much you already know. You folks are smart. You already know that they want to denigrate and castigate Bitcoin because they want us to move into their great reset system. And the thing is that their system, we know as it is now, we're in a central bank system right now where the currency is all centralized and they can print and print and print and print money that isn't backed by anything because we got off the gold standard in 1970 or 1971 under Nixon, something like that. And... Even though Nixon did say it was going to be temporary, but look, it's about fifty. It's about fifty years later. It's not temporary. It's fifty years. A long time. And so we know that the central bank system, as we're in now, is centralized, and they control the currency, and they pretty much can print it, print, 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 and inflate it. As you already know, your gas prices have basically not gone up. Your money is just you know, the value of money of your money has basically just gone down. Did you know that we? I think we printed about. 80% of our dollars in 2020 alone. Oh, excuse me. I apologize about that. 22% of the circulating United States dollars were printed in 2020 alone. Think about it. Think about it. We have been in this central bank system with the Federal Reserve notes since 1913, right? And it's 2021. That is what? That's 108 years, right? From 1913 to 2021. It's 100, 108 years, in 108 years, we have printed 22% of all the money last year. Some people say 20, some people say 24%. 20 to 24% of all the circulating dollars were printed last year. And we've been in the central bank system under the Federal Reserve for 108 years. That is incredible. You, that, your dollar goes down about 15% in, in value each year. All right, and so if you look at Spain, this comes from the EpicTimes.com. Spain's inflation levels hit a 13-year high, and they're driven by increasing energy costs. And we know that England is about to have um, increasing energy costs as well because you have the truck drivers and the farmers blockading and protesting and things like that. So inflation levels in Spain surged to a 13-year high in September, driven by increasing energy costs. Among other things, data from the National Statistics Institute, the INE, showed this on Wednesday. Now, Spain is just one of several European countries facing soaring energy bills as gas prices have risen more than 35% in the past month amid lower supplies and a surge in demand as pandemic hit economies around the world reopen, prompting fears that there is simply not enough gas stored up for the winter if temperatures were to be particularly cold in the northern hemisphere. And we already know we've seen hacks on the colonial pipeline and things like that, you know, in the East Coast where they had that gas pipeline hack and they didn't have gas for a long time. And people were like hoarding gas and things like that, you know, so and then, you know, they want to switch to green energy. So, of course, the government is going to incentivize 
um, people switching to green energy by, you know, subsidizing green energy companies and things like that, and maybe even making laws and policies that are that are um, that punish fossil fuel companies. Now, in Europe, supply levels are 16 percent below the five year average, and it's a record low for this time of year. Spain's government confirmed this on September 14th, that it will introduce a series of short term temporary shock measures in an effort to cut spiraling energy bills. Again, that comes from the EpicTimes.com. Now, the central bank from Reuters.com has shown that the central banks parse the inflation risk as a turn from pandemic policy begins. So, they project last week that virtually all federal Fed officials, like the Federal Reserve, uh, all the Federal Reserve officials said it was more likely that inflation would run hotter than expected. Now, as Lagarde spoke, who is uh, one of the Federal Reserve board members, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell testified before the to the United States Congress about what he called bottlenecks, hiring difficulties, and other constraints, unquote, that have led to the Fed, excuse me, that have led the Federal Reserve to project inflation this year at 4.2%, which is twice the official target, and it uh, may make it more persistent. Okay, so the inflation is probably going to go up from there. Okay, so they originally planned the inflation to be at 2.1%, but it's at 4.2%. And it's going to go higher than that. Okay, so you can bet your bottom dollar is going to go higher than that. All right, so Eric Swalwell. Eric Swalwell was the Democrat that was in bed with the Chinese Communist Party, literally and figuratively, because he had a lady working for him who was a CCP spy, and he was actually sleeping with her. And who knows what secrets uh, he was giving her. And he's part of the House Intelligence uh, Committee. And so Eric Swalwell was actually confronted while he was walking into the halls of Congress a citizen was asking him why was he sleeping with a Chinese spy? Um, why did he try to impeach Donald Trump for the same thing that they're doing? Uh, and things like that. And Eric Swallow was just saying, oh, it's it, it's not true and things like that. But the people are seeing this, okay? They're seeing what these people are doing, spending our money, acquiescing to China, Israel, the border, Afghanistan. It is a complete and utter mess. The vaccine mandates... So, what happens when people learn the truth? What happens when people wake up? These people, these politicians, are not going to be able to walk down the street without being heckled. They won't. Hillary Clinton was getting heckled in England. Nancy Pelosi was in Northern England getting heckled. Klaus Schwab gets heckled. Emmanuel Macron, people throw eggs at his face. Somebody punched Emmanuel Macron, the president of France. Somebody punched him. People are screaming FJB. This, I'm telling you. Gavin Newsom got recalled. Obviously, he cheated. It was fraud, but he got recalled. Gretchen Whitmer is in trouble because of campaign finance laws. You can only give about $72.50, and she had people giving her over $10,000, including people in big tech. And she's in trouble. Okay? People are furious with this stuff. Phil Murphy, governor of New Jersey, I believe. Phil Murphy was putting COVID patients into nursing homes and killing people, just like Andrew Cuomo was. Okay, governor of New Mexico was using taxpayers' dollars to get her laundry done and buy beer, buy booze, buy alcohol, and things like that. People are not happy with this stuff. This is the Great Awakening. Okay. Now, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis actually announced a lawsuit against Joe Biden's illegal human trafficking operation. So, one measure includes a lawsuit against the federal government for illegal human trafficking operation into the state of Florida. So now, a second measure includes an executive order 
which in part allows the Florida Department of Law Enforcement to impound any aircraft or transportation vehicle that is used by the Biden administration in carrying out their human trafficking of illegal aliens into the state. The final measure is the appointment of Larry Keefe as a public safety czar to, quote, ensure that the actions directed by this executive order, as well as many other things, are carried out, unquote. So let's take a look at the second measure there. So the second measure includes an executive order by the governor of Florida that allows the Florida Department of Law Enforcement to impound any aircraft or transportation vehicle that is used by the Biden administration in carrying out the human human trafficking of illegal aliens into the state. Okay, look. This is kind of scary. Okay, I'll tell you why. Because, okay, so a state, the state of Florida, a state is going to impound any aircraft or transportation vehicle that is used by a federal administration. So now you have a federal administration and a state going at it. Okay, so you have a state that is willing and able to impound a federal vehicle or federal aircraft. What's going to happen when if there's a conflict here? What's going to happen? Because the states are sovereign. As we know, the Constitution talks about how the states are sovereign. But the federal government, as affirmed by the Supreme Court, the federal government being the supreme law of the land. What happened the last time that you had a state and the federal government in conflict like this? Remember South Carolina in uh, during the, right before the Civil War? They were going to go their own way. Now, here, here goes Florida. Okay. After the election, you had about 25 to 26 states uh, that don't think that Joe Biden was the president. So this is this stuff is heating up here. Um, so now, seeing from Disclose.tv, we're seeing that the CDC is now implementing a study on gun violence after labeling a after labeling gun violence a public health threat, aiming to craft swift interventions as they have done to contain the coronavirus pandemic and other national health emergencies. This comes from NPR.com. Now here we are, folks. Welcome, 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 welcome. In Nazi Germany, the citizens uh, they took the guns away. In the USSR, Hitler, uh, Stalin took the guns away. In Italy, Mussolini took the guns away. In China, Mao took the guns away. Hugo Chavez took the guns away. Fidel Castro took the guns away. Muammar Gaddafi took the guns away. Are you seeing a pattern here? In the United States, they're trying to take the guns away. You even had House Republicans voting on what they call gun confiscation laws. They were voting yes on it. Okay? They are coming to take the guns. And I'm going to tell you, in the next couple weeks and months, you're going to see shootings on the news because they need to use these as the impetus for their unbridled assault on the Second Amendment. Okay, They're going to start saying, oh, well, we need to protect the children and things like that. So you're going to start seeing school shootings and things like that. And the government is so e evil that they will actually have, actually pay people to do this stuff, to do school shootings, and then they'll take this person to jail allegedly and then you won't see him again this is stuff that happens okay the government is going to create these false flags they're, you're going to see shootings in the news and they're going to say we need to protect people okay they're going to say we need to protect people we can't have this stuff going on so let's go ahead i actually played the sound by a little while ago and a couple months ago on, on another episode. But let's look at this another this that that same soundbite from senator john kennedy when he talks about gun violence well, joining us right now, Republican Senator John Kennedy. Uh, Senator, we gave you a lot of information. There's still a lot we don't know, but one thing is predictable. 
the gun debate is back. Well, Brian, look, these killings were, were terrible. They were, they were horrible. Uh, I'm reminded, though, that, uh, you know, America is a big country. We're free. And one of the prices we pay for that freedom is that you're always going to have some people who abuse it. Uh, freedom is risk. What we've got to concentrate on is how to control that risk. You're not going to stop the killings until you stop the killers. Um, but you, you don't stop drunk drivers by getting rid of all sober drivers, which is what many of my Democratic friends want to do with respect to the Second Amendment. In my judgment, we do not need more gun control. We need more idiots. All right, so let's move on to your favorite subject in human history, COVID-19. We have to talk about it because it's part of our world today. All right, it may be a farce, but it is what it is. So now, the North Carolina hospital system fired 175 workers over the vaccine mandate. So the it's called Novent Health, and they fired 175 workers who failed to comply with the system's mandatory vaccine policy. And announced that on Monday. Now, that comes from Breitbart.com. And so if you look at New York, the northeast of the United States, 16% of New York State's hospital workers are not fully vaccinated. And this means that 83,000 of them are at risk of termination after Governor Kathy Hochul's mandate went into effect yesterday. And so I, I'm hearing that uh, on Telegram from some people on Telegram that there's, they say that she's planning on using a couple thousand National Guard to replace 83,000 hospital workers well a couple thousand ain't gonna cut it okay because a couple thousand eighty three thousand is more than a couple thousand that's tens of thousands it's almost a hundred thousand it's almost a hundred thousand people that's a lot okay does new york have a hundred thousand national guardsmen huh i don't know all right so i just looked it up and i found on business insider the top five excuse me the top six uh, the states with the top six National Guard forces in terms of size. So Georgia is number six at 14,000. New York, which is what we're talking about here, New York is number five at 15,500 National Guard, National Guard's men and women. Okay. So that's not even half of, uh, of the 83,000 that they, that they really need. That's not even a third, actually. So yeah, it's not even a third. That's, that's, that's about, that's roughly a fourth, okay, of the of the amount of workers that they would need. Okay, fifteen thousand is nothing compared to eighty three thousand. So, didn't these same people try to defund the police though? Did that work? No. New York still has thirty six thousand police officers. Okay. Now, think about it. This pandemic is so deadly and so bad that hospitals can't keep up with the amount of people coming into the hospital that they're just going to terminate the people that are caring for all these sick people. Does this make sense? Does this make sense to anybody? Are you? Does anybody still believe this stuff? So this pandemic is so bad, and we have so many people coming into the hospital and dying and everything that they're just gonna lay off people. That they're just gonna lay off nurses and doctors and people like that and surgeons. Come on, come on. I already told you we average about thirty to forty million flu cases a year. We have eighteen hundred in twenty twenty one. Does this make sense to you? This virus has a 99.7% survival rate, and people think they need to be vaccinated and go to the hospital. Well, some people do need to go to the hospital because they have bad stuff happening to them, but some people, perfectly healthy people, think they need to get vaccinated. I understand. 
Some people are being forced to. But the thing is that the people are allowing this to happen to themselves because there's more of us than them. People need to stand up because people are allowing this to happen to themselves. And this is a 99.7% survival right. Remember when Jesus was on the boat with his disciples and there was a storm and Jesus was asleep. And they woke him up saying, Master, Master, don't you, don't, don't you care that we're going to drown? And Jesus is like, ye of little faith. I mean, yeah, I mean, because come on, like, you really think Jesus would allow himself to drown on the boat when he had something to do, when he had a mission? Come on, they knew Jesus was God, and then you think he would allow himself to drown on the boat? And it just baffles me how Christians can sit here and be so afraid be so afraid. There are things way worse out there. You have a higher chance of dying on the freeway than you do dying of COVID-19. You have a higher chance of dying walking down the street than you do dying of COVID-19. Getting mugged or shot. Come on. Stop being stupid, folks. Not y'all, but friends and family, they need to stop being stupid. Because this is ridiculous. So I got more. Six out of seven, about 86% of the people that died of COVID-19 COVID yesterday in Australia, in New South Wales, were fully or partially vaccinated. So the people who were dying of COVID were catching COVID and dying. Does this make sense to you? Uh, but they have a vaccine, right? Does this make sense to you? This is ridiculous. Okay. And look, some more. Okay, we have people standing. Look at the NBA. I told you. The NBA is something about 95 or 90% black, right? And most black people, about 80, 85 to 90% of black people vote blue. They vote for, you know, they vote their left wing, right? So I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but hey, they're, they're left wing. And so you have 80, okay, you have 85 to 95% of black people vote left wing, and you have about 90% of the people in the NBA are black, right? And so this leads me to say, I can comfortably say and mathematically say that most of the people in the NBA vote left. They're left-leaning, okay, which is fine. Now, we're seeing from We the Media on Telegram that it's not a good 24 hours for the NBA. So if you know NBA, if you know NBA players, here, I'm, I'm actually going to get, I got some stuff for you. Okay, so Kyrie Irving is reportedly leading a coalition of NBA players refusing the COVID vaccine. Since New York and LA have mandated the vaccine for athletes, this would mean some players would be ineligible to play in those cities. Andrew Wiggins from the from the uh, Golden State Warriors says that his, quote, back is indefinitely against the wall, unquote, but he's going to keep fighting for what he believes is right in regard to the COVID-19 vaccine. Interesting. I love it. Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns, they went to the NBA Finals. Devin Booker says, quote, I'm not going to tell you guys if I have the vaccine or not, but you could still get COVID with the vaccine for anybody that's saying, uh, excuse me, for anyone that's saying that. Educate yourself. Please educate yourself. Now, Bradley Bill of the Washington Wizards says, and he's actually schooling the fake news media. He says, "I the he says the list of vaccines, excuse me, the list of vaccine hesitant NBA players keeps growing." As, that's what he, he said. That okay, I respect him for speaking out. The Orlando Magic had a uh, has a player named Jonathan Isaac, and Jonathan Isaac was one of the guys who stood up during the national anthem, and the, and the sales in his jersey surged. He was like number one for 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 quite a while. Okay, over LeBron James and K, Kevin Durant and everything like that. Now, he was actually schooling the fake news media as well. He was saying that I already had COVID. I have better natural, I have natural immunities better than the vaccine and things like that. So he was going on. Good for them. Okay. 
Good for these people. We're seeing, folks, we are seeing, I told you this was going to happen. I told you people were going to stand up. They say, I told you, welcome to the storm. What is the storm? The storm is you. You, you're the storm. You're the plan. You have to stand up. That's what we have been trying to do this entire time. Donald Trump had to allow Joe Biden to get into office because whoever the president is, half the people are going to like you, half the people are going to hate you, right? And so Trump knew about this cabal because he used to be part of these people. He used to be part of it. Hillary, he used to give Hillary Clinton money, Bill Clinton, Chuck Schumer. All, he used to give all these people money. He used to be a Democrat. Something changed in him. God changed his heart. Okay, he ran as a Republican, not saying the Republican Party is any good. Okay, not saying he's, they're any good. But he ran as a Republican. He ran against them. And all of a sudden, they called him racist in June of 2015. After 30 or 40 years in the public eye, he had never been called racist. He got awards from the NAACP. Okay, in 1986, the, the Diversity Awards and the Peace Prizes and things like that. Okay, he runs against this system. He The military asked him to run. The things that Donald Trump has done this stuff before. What do I mean? Well, he ran against the system. He won. Okay, half the people love you, half the people hate you. You had a lot of the media was going so hard against Donald Trump. Okay, and he knew this. And so what he had to do is like during the 2020 election, he said he even said before the 2020 election that there was going to be fraud in that election. It has been confirmed and verified by the Maricopa County audit. OK, and so he knowing that there was fraud, he still allowed Joe Biden to get in office. He could have had the military show us the fraud because he created the space force, the space force before the uh, before the 2020 election. He created the space force. He could have, and the Space Force deals in what? Cybersecurity. And these election systems are what? For cy they're cyber. Cybersecurity, they captured all the data. Trump could have brought the military in and showed the people the truth, but they, they wouldn't have believed it. They just said, you're just doing this because you lost. You're doing this because you lost. Get out of here. You lost. Right? So he allows Joe Biden to get in office. And before Trump gets out of office, what does he do? He tells people, this is what's going to happen. Your taxes are going to go up. There's going to be illegal immigration. It's going to be un. It's going to be ridiculous. He tells us this stuff, and it's happening right now. He says we're going to get into a war. He says we're going to be. We're going to have the disasters abroad. Look at Afghanistan. Look at Israel. Look at Cuba. We have disasters. The border is a disaster. So he allows Biden to get into office. Why? So the people on the other side can see this is what's going on. Because they never would have seen it if he would have stayed in office. This pandemic, they never would have let the pandemic be over if he stayed in office. Remember, remember 2020? The news had the counters of COVID deaths on the screen at all times. Where are the counters now? They said, Joe, they said, Trump killed 400,000 people. Well, according to their logic, Biden killed 200,000 people already. But they're not saying anything about that. And your friends and family have to see this stuff. They got to see this stuff. They're blind. They have, the veil has been put over their eyes. They're so brainwashed. So we had to allow Joe Biden and his people to get in. So things could become awful. Your taxes, the border, all this stuff, politics, vaccine mandates, the tyranny. You have to see this. Only you, you can't show, you can't, you can't, you can't tell people the truth. You have to show them. Only then will they have the willpower to change. And this is what has to happen. 
Remember, remember when Trump was in office, the NBA players didn't want to go to the White House. Him and LeBron were going back. Trump and LeBron had back and forth comments about one another. Steve Kerr and Trump, Greg Popovich and Trump from the NBA. And look at these people now. They don't want to even take this vaccine. But they got their guy in the office. They got the, the people they want. They got what they wanted. We let them have what they have. And they're not happy. They're really not happy now. They're not even going to play. The game that they claim to love more than anything. They say, basketball is my first love. But all I guess it ain't because you ain't going to play. You ain't going to get this vaccine. But your boys in office making these mandates. Come on. Uh, L.A. and New York mandating the vaccine. But aren't they Democrats that run those places? Don't they both have Democrat trifectas? Come on, these people just, this is what we had to do. Now you're seeing how blind these people are. This is what we had to do. There is nothing else we could do, okay? There's nothing else that we could have done that would have brought most of the people to our side. This is what Trump has been doing, building the narrative. This is why he left office, to allow this to happen. Because people have to be shown the truth. People have to experience, people have to suffer. Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, speaking out against this stuff. Randy Jackson speaking out against this stuff. But you got your guy in there, right? People from The View get false positives on their COVID test and they're angry. But you got your guy in office, right? Come on. Why aren't you happy? You're not happy because it's tyranny and you know what's going on. You just don't want to admit it. I have friends that things will happen. They will complain about things. And I'll tell them it was Joe Biden and this administration and everything. And they will just change the subject. I will tell them the truth about something. They change the subject. They don't want to admit it. But it's okay. One day, they're going to have to admit it. Just give it time. Because these people are suffering. Every single day, we are shoving this stuff in their face. This is what you voted for. Now they're doing partial birth abortions. The House wants to. They passed it. They're trying to take the guns away, just like Hitler, Hitler, Stalin, Mao. This stuff is plain to see. This stuff is plain to see. They shut down churches. This stuff is plain to see, folks. This is what this had to be this way. It had to be this way. This is all. They're trying to bring us into this great reset system. You see them denigrating Bitcoin because it's decentralized and they can't control it. Our currency is going down the drain. Our food supplies are being hacked and being usurped. That's why I tell you buy food, buy storable food, buy gold, buy silver, buy Bitcoin, buy other uh, precious metals. Because this stuff is going. Okay, where is Black Lives Matter? They don't exist anymore. Well, they, they exist, but there's been so silent because they ain't got nothing to protest for. Okay, they're like they're like they're little they're little foot soldiers that have to be activated at a certain time. Where are they at? The NBA had to take Black Lives Matter off of their court. Why? Because people weren't having that junk. Okay, they had the lowest finals rating ever the last two years. Lowest final ratings ever, ever, and it's it's continuing to tank even more. 
It, I love it. I love it. The Emmys, the Grammys. Nobody cares. That's what this COVID pandemic. People, regular human, regular regular Americans, and regular people around the globe, everyday people like you and me, were. People were locked in their house. You know, people were just in the house and everything, not going to work. Or some people, a lot of people were working from home. I told you before, I was still out going to work every day, you know, driving around. I've been all around the city, but that's that's not what I'm talking about here. And so the thing is that a lot of people were at home, not going to work or working from home, watching a lot of TV. And the thing is that people were at home more and people still didn't want to watch sports. People still didn't want to watch the Grammys or Emmys or some of these movies coming out. People just still didn't want to watch it. And people were at home all the time and they didn't want to watch it. And you saw all these celebrities like Ellen DeGeneres sitting in their house saying, oh, I'm so sad. We have to be locked in our house. Well, you have 50, 80, 90 million dollars, 150 million dollars. Go swim in your in your in, in your swimming pool. Go play golf at your castle. Go to your indoor movie theater. Go drive one of your three million dollar cars around. Go drive your Ferrari or Lamborghini. You're not like us. You're not one of us. The, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, saying that he went on the podium like an idiot, went up there and said, it's hard for us to get toilet paper. What are you talking about? I just want to slap him in the face. It is ridiculous. Like, what? What are you, bro, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You just get one of your assistants to go to the store and get the toilet paper. Or you have one of your assistants call the factory like Cottonelle, call their headquarters and have it delivered to you. You're not like us. And people are seeing this stuff now. This is what's happening. And what's ha and what are people doing? People are screaming FJB. That is that is going around. Of course, the media is not going to show you that. Of course not, because it cuts against their narrative. Joe Biden's approval ratings are in the tank. They're tanking, and these are liberals that don't like this stuff. Hillary Clinton's getting berated. Nancy Pelosi's getting berated. Swalwell, all these people getting booed as they go down somewhere, getting yelled at. Macron gets eggs thrown in his face. Gets punched in the face. This stuff, I told you this stuff was going to happen. I told you this stuff was going to happen. We did. We told you this stuff was going to happen, and here it is. Welcome. Let's move on. All right, so we're seeing in Canada that the Canadian military used the pandemic to test propaganda on its own citizens. Okay. Yeah, so that comes from Breitbart.com. Go ahead and look, take a look at that. But I want to move on. So, um, this one comes from technofog.substack.com. They're saying the vaccine duration, they're hiding something. So they're saying flying on the radar, under the radar is an admission made by the FDA regarding the durability of the one COVID-19 vaccine, which is the Pfizer one. It's under the name Cominerty, C-O-M-I-R-N-A-T-Y. It was approved and the data is not yet available to inform about the duration of protection that the vaccine will provide. Well, we know that because you need a booster shot, right? We know that Joe Biden got his booster shot, or he probably didn't, because they they pretty much set up a fake White House scene and had people uh, give Joe Biden probably a fake injection as well. It's funny because I've never seen Joe Biden inside the White House. Uh, that, that's kind of funny to me. No, I've never seen him address the nation from the Oval Office or something like that. Mm, huh, it's kind of funny. Maybe he did on his first day, but ever, ever since that, I haven't seen it. Haven't, I haven't seen him, like, videos of him at the White House. They probably are, but I just haven't seen it it's just and i watch a lot of news and read a lot of stuff and watch a lot of videos and people send me a lot of things and if you're one of the people who send me things i really really appreciate you because i use that stuff as well thank you so moving on 
This is leading us to an important question. If the data on the duration of Pfizer's vaccine is not yet available, then how can the CDC and Dr. Collins and Dr. Fauci recommend the booster shot after eight months? Okay, <laughs> we don't know. Does the uh, does the initial shot last eight years? Does it last eight minutes? You know, we don't know. But then they're recommending a booster shot. Probably doesn't last that long. And I think they have something like 80% immunity and 80% protection or things like that. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Now, the chairman of the Tokyo Medical Association tells doctors to prescribe ivermectin for treatment. And I've actually seen that the CDC is going to actually start investigating uh, ivermectin for a possible therapeutic to COVID-19. And I could, I would get unleashed on that because that's just ridiculous. That is just, that's infuriating. Uh, but yeah, this is the kind. This is the world we live in, folks. I saw this article on Apple Apple News. It's uh, the the uh, the Sunday Times. They're saying that there's a mystery rise in heart attacks from blocked arteries. That came out today, actually. That's interesting. Seeing as we have a blocked artery, that's what a blood clot. And we've seen these vaccines. They have been causing blood clots. Okay, interesting. All right, so on Twitter, uh, actually, yeah, on Twitter, there's a lady by the name of Caitlin Johnstone. She says, I just can't understand why all these anti-vaxxers and conspiracy theorists don't trust a government that actively works against the public interest 100% of the time. <laughs> That's pretty funny. She says, I mean, if you can't trust institutions that are deliberately constructed to subvert the common good for the benefit of the wealthy and, and powerful at every turn, who can you trust? Hmm. Pretty good point there. She has a pretty good point there. You know, somebody uh, on Reddit, they put, uh, he says, this is why I honestly thought that there were chips in the vaccine. Okay, excuse me. This person says, I honestly never thought there were chips in, in the vaccine until this popped up on my YouTube feed. And so he's showing that uh, CNBC uh, has a 16-minute video where they say why there's no chip in the COVID vaccine. Because the thing is that, folks, everything that the mainstream media says is the opposite is the truth. Okay? The opposite is the truth okay so when you look something up the opposite is basically the truth now i'm not saying that there are tracking microchips in there but from past experience and knowing that the mainstream media is always wrong and cnbc is all is wrong about a lot of things uh yeah so give you something to think i'm not going to sit here and, and promulgate that there's tracking microchips in the vaccine and that you can put people were putting magnets on their arms and they were sticking i'm not going to promulgate that but uh, just something I want you to think about. Oh, so on Reddit here, I'm seeing another thing that says. Uh, so there's this lady who kept this newspaper since 2011. This lady is a gem. I don't know. She's probably about 70 or 80 years old. She, such a sweetheart. She's a gem, especially for keeping this uh, newspaper. It says uh, it says on the headline it's from the Sovereign Independent. It says depopulation through forced forced vaccination, the zero carbon solution. And this lady's kept this newspaper since uh, 2011. It's Bill Gates on the front of that newspaper. So, yeah, there's that, folks. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. This is what they've been trying to do. All right, so some idiot puts this out on Reddit, and then somebody else answered them uh, prolifically, had a pro prolific answer, and it was it was absolutely great. So the person put out, they said, I don't remember the Nazis giving the Jews a vaccine for a disease that carries a risk of, 30 of death 35 times greater for the people who don't take that vaccine. This person over here answers that prolifically. They, they put out 
a wonderful answer. They said, but you do remember the concentration camps, badges, societal segregation, false imprisonments. Show me your papers, mass censorship, mass surveillance, corrupt corporations, public beatings, house arrests, and criminal ex experiments by shady eugenicists, right? What are the odds that these sick people are doing all that only want to keep you safe? I'll take your answer in the form of embarrassed silence. Oh, wonderful. Wow, wonderful. That was beautiful. Beautiful rebuttal. Folks, that was poetry in motion right there. That was mm, wonderful. Now, if you have Twitter, a gentleman by the name of Zuby, Zuby Music on Twitter, he's a smart guy. Uh, when I used to be on Twitter, I used to follow him. I probably still follow him on Twitter, but uh, I don't get on Twitter very much because um, I see a lot of the stuff on Reddit and things like that. So he says, quote, They're they are simultaneously saying that people who take the Rona jabs can still spread the virus while claiming that those who don't take it are putting those who do take it at risk. They're not even attempting to be coherent. It's pure divide and conquer, turning neighbor against neighbor, unquote. Absolutely. Now, another thing very interesting I saw on Twitter, Robert J. O'Neill put it on Twitter. He says, quote, we go into debt. They threaten to shut down. They increase the debt. They raise taxes. They go into more debt. They threaten to shut down. We pay more taxes. They spend more. We reelect them. Does this sound familiar? Unquote. Absolutely. Sounds like the Soviet Union. Sounds like the Weimar Republic as well. And I want to show you some more corporate fascism. Adam Schiff, who is the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, wants Amazon and Facebook to ban all anti-vaccine content. This is a fascist merger of the corporations and state. Hello, corporate fascism. You're looking great today. You're looking great. All right. So remember that uh, the White House pretty much lied that about OSHA having these uh, fines for violations, things like that. Well, now... The Democrats, they actually inserted a tenfold increase into the OSHA violations, into the $3.5 trillion human infrastructure reconciliation bill. So Pelosi and the House of Democrats are attempting to change the OSHA fines within the section of labor law that applies directly to the COVID vaccine mandatory mandate. Now, the scale of fines is massive against any business that doesn't comply with the OSHA, with the anticipated OSHA rule, because the rule hasn't been uh, announced yet. And they are actually attempting to slip the OSHA change into the $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill. Pelosi's house quietly tucked an enforcement mechanism into their, their regular, into their bill. They passed it out of the budget committee because we know that anything has to go into committee first before it goes to the full floor of either the House or the Senate. And it is was sent to the House floor. So it's, it was sent to the House floor, as we know. And it was it was actually uh, buried in page 168 of the 2,400-page mega bill is a tenfold increase in fines for employers that willfully, repeatedly, or even seriously violate that, a section of a labor law that deals with hazards, death, or serious physical harm to their employees. Now, the increased fines on employers could run as much as 70 grand for serious infre infections and seven, 700 grand for willful or repeated violations. It's almost three quarters of a million dollars for each fine. If enacted into e excuse me, if enacted into law, the vaccine enforcement could bankrupt non-compliant companies even more quickly than the $14,000 OSHA fine anticipated under Joe Biden's mandate. So if this OSHA change becomes law, the Biden administration will force American businesses to choose between vaccinating their employees, testing them weekly for COVID or going bankrupt under crippling OSHA fines. Corporate fascism. 
Hello. Government taking control of the small businesses. Government picking winners and losers in the market. Wonderful stuff we're seeing here. All right, here's another poll. It's the it's the, the Trafalgar Group. A gentleman by the name of Robert C. Kahali on Twitter put this out. He said, our new Trafalgar Group COS project poll released on Sean, Spe- Sean Spicer, excuse me, Newsmax and Spicer and Co. shows that 65% of Americans, which is 84% of the GOP, 48% of Democrats, and 64% of independents don't believe workers should lose their jobs for objection to taking the COVID-19 vaccination. So they have the report there. You can look that out on Twitter. It's a poll. It's a poll. You know how I feel about polls. Okay. And honestly, I, I would think it'd be more than 48% of the Democrats. Okay. I think average Americans, I think it would be more than 48% of average Americans. I think it would be about, in terms of Democrats, I think it would be about 65 to 70% of them uh, would not want somebody to lose their job, you know. Uh, but then again, a lot of them have been indoctrinated into uh, anti-choice stuff, unless it inclu- includes uh, murdering a child in the womb. So there's that. All right. So in the audits, audit stuff. So we know Maricopa audit audit came out, and the president of the Arizona Senate, Karen Fan, uh, she's a beast, uh, by the way. She's a beast, and uh, she sent, uh, she pretty much sent everything to the Arizona Attorney General. In terms of, you know, uh, the audit report and people who deleted the election uh, data, even though it should have been kept by for 22 months under federal law. So all this was sent to the attorney general. They caught the people. They caught the people who deleted it. They have it all. They have it on camera and all this stuff. They have their identities. Arizona attorney general has this stuff. Okay, it's in the right hands. So we have to see what Mark Bronovich is going to do. Hopefully he does right. So the Arizona, the um, excuse me, the assistant attorney general of Arizona, Jennifer Wright. She wrote a letter to the, it was the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and the Maricopa County Recorder's Office, and she requested a couple of things. She requested the unredacted copies of all the reports, the appendices referenced in the Cyber Ninjas Report, Volume 3, evidence supporting findings contained in Dr. Shiva's report, which is, so Cyber Ninjas is one of the people, is one of the companies that did the audit, and then Echo Mail by Dr. Shiva did a audit as well. So he had two companies doing audits, and they had, well they wanted evidence that supporting that evidence supporting findings containing in Ben Cotton's presentation of digital findings, which is Ben Cotton was the one who told people that it was deleted by certain people, but they had their identities, right? And number five, an opportunity to meet individually with each each of the contractors and subcontractors that prepared the report or presented findings to the Senate. So the people who presented the findings to the Senate. The Arizona uh, Assistant Attorney General wants to meet with them. And uh, we're going to see what happens there. I hope that uh, they will do the right thing. It seems like they will. It seems like they're moving forward with it. Mark Bronovich, uh, let's see. Let's let's. Uh, it's your turn, buddy. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. Hopefully he does the right thing. Let's pray that he all does the right thing. Let's pray for Arizona. Pray over Maricopa County now that the Attorney General, Mark Bronovich, and the Assistant Attorney General, uh, Jennifer, do all, all do the right thing, okay? All right, folks, I'm uh, kind of running out of time here, so thank you so much for listening. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thinking that God sent his son. Thank you so much for listening. You could have been listening to anything, anywhere, but you chose to be here with us. So thank you so much for listening. I love you, and I'll see you next week on Tuesday. <laughs>